Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tessier of WrestleZone.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about NXT coming off of a very uh, exciting, so, exciting show. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. I'm doing well as well. Uh, I like the show tonight. I liked uh, like a lot of things that we saw, and I tweeted about it at the start of the show. We definitely could use could have used a bit of a palate cleanser coming off of Raw last night, and this was that. This was a very fun show, uh, kind of top to bottom, and I enjoyed I enjoyed most of it. There were some things that uh, you know weren't perfect, but we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, let's start off with the main event, though. We got MSK and Kushida teaming up to face Legado del Fantasma in this uh, very. Uh, you know, electric, promising six-man tag team match that kind of showcased, I'll say, both the present and future of NXT in a lot of ways, where obviously they, they have the champions in this match, so like they're obviously doing well right now. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I, I really see big things for, for uh, I, I'll say, Legado del Fantasma, especially um, Santos Escobar. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, we're, we're, we're already seeing some good comments here. Uh, Bit Milligan saying he gives NXT a 9.5. 9.5 tonight but john <laughs> main event we saw legato del fantasma win here and i was very relieved more than anything when we saw uh you know when we saw legato del fantasma win it felt like they're going in a very pre- predictable direction where um you know uh, legato would, would lose because kushida came in to kind of rally and uh I was just worried that they were going this very predictable direction, but thankfully the right team won. Like like Al Del Fantasma walked away victorious here. I was happy to see that because uh, the, the, John, the good guys don't always need to win. It's okay to have the bad guys win sometimes, and thankfully that happened tonight. That that was my big takeaway. Yeah, uh, I didn't have a problem with the the end of result of the match. Uh, I thought it was just slightly strange that this was the main event of the show. I mean, I guess looking at the card in general, not quite sure what else might have fit that mold to be the main event uh it's just i'm not quite sure where they're going with this storyline wise so for this to be the main event uh it makes me you know think further of well obviously we're not done with the cruiserweight i mean obviously the the point of this is they want to feature the cruiserweight division a lot more and the same goes for the tag division uh it appears that legato del fantasma are going to be out for all of the gold so this might have been some sort of a continuation to to build those two matches up for the next pay-per-view uh not a lot i mean it, it was 50 50 maybe i should say 60 40 with how many with how people enjoyed this uh there was some people that just didn't think it really made sense uh i just uh i don't know i'd like to see what you think about if you thought this made sense I thought it made sense. You know, I thought it would have been pretty crushing to have Legato Del Fantasma lose here. You know, anytime you have a, a good stable, uh, you, you want them to win. You want them to look good. Uh, as you said, they're, they're chasing the gold here. So, you know, a loss would have been pretty, you know, derailing for, for that championship quest. And thankfully they won. And they had a, a, a natural kind of out for Kushida. He got powerbomb through a table and it was taken out. And then, like I said, it looked like he was going to do the, the Cody Rhodes thing where, where he came in and, and he won and would win anyway. And thankfully, they didn't go that direction. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like, I don't know if hands, they still won. And like you said, I think this is a good way to feature both the, the, the Cruiserweight title and the tag titles, you know, because, yeah, especially right now. Uh, actually, it's interesting that we didn't see Karrion Cross tonight, uh, as far as I can recall. Unless I missed something, but that was you know an interesting kind of choice to not have him you know featured whatsoever. Where we got the announcement that Finn Balor, Finn Balor will return next week, but we got the Adam Cole interview. But otherwise, 
you know, there wasn't really anything for the NXT title. This was definitely a showcase for the other titles. And I didn't think there was anything necessarily wrong with that. Um, again, I, I think the, that Santos Escobar has a lot of potential. So I was got to see him kind of as the, the last man standing in a very literal sense here. And, you know, maybe that's one reason why this match may have ended. Although, as you said, you know, at the same time, there really wasn't a lot of other contenders for a main event match on this show. And that's not, that's not a knock. That's just saying, you know, kind of top to bottom. There wasn't Nothing really Nothing sticked a, out in particular. Yeah, you know, there. My my first instinct was, uh, you know, maybe they could have closed with the Adam Cole interview, but that wouldn't have been a necessary. This, you know, a real hot close. I, I thought this was probably the better approach there. Something a lot of people are buzzing about tonight is the the diamond mine and this tease of you know some potential new stable or something. Some people are already buzzing about it. Jason Michael Campbell wondering if it could be Tessa Blanchard, the diamonds in her entrance. And I happen to see she was tweeting tonight, and there a lot of people were using diamond emojis. So. Kind of a natural connection there. Uh, Saki, the sock puppet, wondering what the diamond mind was. Uh, and I've seen a, just a bunch of guesses, whether it's, uh, you know, some of the, the buzzworthy prospects down in the Performance Center with uh, Parker Boudreaux, or I've pronounced that, and a bunch of those guys uh, that are viewed as these kind of real blue chip prospects. That, that's one guess. We've seen some other crazy guesses. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a cool logo. It's always kind of fun to see, uh, you know, something different and something new like this. And I'm curious to see what you think this might be leading to. Uh, I absolutely think it's probably Tessa uh, just by what people have been saying. And I mean, maybe people know something that I don't uh, because, and the reason that I think it's her is because I have some inside information or it's just like, Oh, I connect any kind of dots, but there are so many people out there that are connecting dots that I don't see because Twitter went into a frenzy that this is who it is. And I'm still trying to figure out like what makes you think that that's her, but there has to be something there that I'm missing because literally like she was a top five trend after this happened. So like for so many people to just like get together and say, must be her. It must be her. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, Somebody else has that logo. If you kind of think about it, uh, it's it's obviously not him, but I can wish. Uh, and if for those of you that don't understand the reference, I'm thinking of CM Punk with the fist that he always used to do. And there's two there. Uh, but uh, Tessa did have entrances before where there was diamonds on her Tron uh, right. for the video graphics. So that's probably where people are connecting the dots here. Uh, but that that's who I think it is. It's interesting because she's been a world champion. People, uh, I mean, that's widely known. But I don't think people, a lot of people realize how old she is. She's only 25 years old. She's not 35. She's not 40. She's not like, you know, not. I'm not knocking the older wrestlers. But I'm saying like she has a lot of ring time left in her career. You look at ladies like Asuka who are almost 40. And then you look at, see, you know, Rhea Ripley, 24, Tessa's 25. Like, this could be a future player. And I think, I absolutely think that that's who it is. Uh, and it seems like you agree or you're kind of on the fence. What do you think? I mean, at this point, without any evidence. Your first without... guess is her, I think is what you're saying, right? 
I can't even say that because like I didn't necessarily conclude that myself, you know, just kind of following along on Twitter. That seemed to be what a lot of people were concluding. Uh, and then you mentioned the CM Punk reference for context. If you haven't seen the logo, uh, it's this image where like they have these two taped glove, uh, two taped hands, much like CM Punk uh, without the X's. It is worth pointing out. Yeah. Um, so that With diamonds on the top and the bottom. And I think it's also funny to point out that this happened like right after I think it might have been the Adam Cole promo. And it was like kind of before the commercial break. And a lot of people, including me at first, thought this was a commercial. I, I'm watching this happen and I'm like, what is this? But then when you see the graphic come up at the end, you're like, oh, this is obviously an NXT thing. But I absolutely thought that it was a commercial. Uh, so uh, just the reactions, generally speaking, I've seen, if, if it is Tessa, and this is all speculation, it's been 50-50 for the most part, with some people think are very excited about that, and then other people, on the other hand, are thinking, you know, they don't want this, because maybe her history, or just they think she could go somewhere better where she'll be used more, but uh, as we used to say in the past, it's fun to speculate sometimes, so give me a quick 10-15 second opinion, if it is her, are you okay with it? I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, with WWE, obviously, there are several people that have questionable pasts, whether, whatever it may be. And obviously, Tessa is one of those people where she, you know, whether it's the fact or fiction, the fact is there's there's a lot of smoke where and allegations about her past and things that she may or may not may not have done. Um, so that has kind of colored the perception of her ever since she left Impact. Uh, she has been kind of sitting, sitting on the sidelines somewhere. It's unclear where she may be going from here. Uh, obviously, a lot of connections that she may she could end up in AEW, but she's been linked to WWE for a long time as well. Johnny mentioned she's very young, so she could definitely do great things in NXT. We talked about when uh, Ty Valkyrie signed and, and debuted. Obviously, this will be a huge get for the for the women's division that's already very loaded here. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to like again. Speculation is fun, but I don't want to sound like I. I think this could be a thing. I mean, it's possible. Anything's possible. Uh, I like the idea that it could be a, a stable, that, that it's, uh, whether it's, you know, the Parker Boudreaux and whoever it may be. I saw Ryan Satin also tweeted that uh, there was a picture of a bunch of, like, performance under guys, and it reminded remind me of the Nexus in a way, a bunch of, like, real unknowns, where it's like... It's Wade Barrett returning. Can you imagine? <laughs> you know, who knows, right? I, I don't know. The, and then, on the, well, we can talk about this all night, but one last thought about it, to kind of segue... There's also speculation it could be some kind of thing with Cameron Grimes and or Ted DiBiase, you know, where diamonds, wealth, money, some, there's something there. And this, this aired kind of right around uh, the, the Cameron Grimes segment. So that there might be something to that as well. I just I just really don't know at this point. Um, I think a, a new stable would be fun. But at the same time, NXT doesn't really need one because they've got uh, Legato Del Fantasma. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I say that as a Ring of Honor fan and they've got like three main stables right now. So. And, and it could be any, it could be anything, and I'm very much excited to see what happens with it. Uh, hopefully, you know, one of my main like comments about tonight's show in general is that I'm impatient. Like, I want to see things happen now. I want to see Frankie Monet in the ring. I want to see uh, just a bunch of things that they just kind of like teased. I don't know what's going to happen with Adam Cole. I want to see more of what's happening there. Uh, so I, I hope that this is kind of a, a quick turnaround where we got this teaser, and then maybe. I hope maybe sometime next month we'll see what this is. So, uh, otherwise, we're going we're gonna to be sitting here every week speculating about it. 
Um, but to, to, to segue, as I said, uh, Cameron Grimes was on the show, bragging about his money as always. I enjoy it a lot. I, I always think he's very fun. And then Ted DiBiase showed up. Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. This is something that had been kind of reported or teased for a little while now. So this is you know pretty clear it would be happening at some point. I wasn't necessarily expecting it tonight. Uh, basically, Cameron Grimes is in like a, a jewelry shop. Uh, and Ted DiBiase was there and basically said, hey, that's a nice watch. But uh, I got a nicer one. I, I thought it was pretty funny, even if it was a one-off thing um it was just fun i i like this uh those are nice little surprise a nice cameo and those are usually just you know, a pleasant surprise and there's nothing really wrong with that what what did you enjoy this john or, or you view it differently uh I, I thought it was okay uh but before i get more into it more tell me what your what was your favorite part of this to make this, you think the, that I don't know. I just I think Cameron Grimes is that just he's got such a fun energy about him. I I really like what he's doing with this gimmick. The kiss my grit stuff just cracks me up. I don't know. Uh, um, I so I thought that bringing Ted DiBiase was very well, was very funny, entertaining. But I just hope it's not a one time thing. I like to see them do some more things because it, it seems like they've been building up to this for a couple weeks now. I don't want this to be like like this is the peak of that and that's it. Uh, it was very funny. Uh, you know how he gets basically the same watch except his has more jewels and, and shine to it than Cameron's did. Uh, but I think Cameron needs to be more of a, at least wrestle a little bit more, you know, to kind of connect this. If he, if he's just going to be kind of like a, a character per se without wrestling, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, I, I just want this to lead into like somehow he just loses all of his money and he ends up going back to the way he was before, uh, you know, because I mean, it's very, it's a funny, entertaining gimmick, but let's be honest, it's not getting him anywhere. If, if, I mean, he's getting his TV time, he's getting his promos, but I mean, career-wise, he hasn't been elevated into some higher role. He still fits into that lower to mid, mid-carter role. So, I mean, where do you want to see this go, I guess? Do you have a goal or do you have a vision of where this goes? I don't know. I mean, we were just talking about it. And if this isn't the, if there's more to this, maybe there's something to be said for Cameron Grimes uh, leading this, this diamond group thing. Um, maybe some of there's something to that effect or Ted Biasi, if he's sticking around, maybe he's, maybe he leads it. Maybe he's going to be. I, I, there. I like these two comments. One from uh, James Esponto saying that uh, Grimes could have IRS partner and then the one from luke that says every time they have him wrestle he loses anyway and that's exactly what i mean he never wins so it's hard to take him seriously so i mean you agree that's a problem right i mean at least if if he was winning once in a while maybe it would make sense but he's losing every time i will say we talked about it last week but he looked great against kyle o'reilly and that was a nice way to kind of help him even though he lost to help him break out of that uh, comedy guy or a lower mid card perception for me at least where you know he he held his own with a main event guy or someone that's you know clearly on the on the main event track uh so i think yeah it, it's kind of like kushida it's it's definitely a problem if you're losing every match but at the same time you know there's not necessarily anything wrong with being entertaining and and having a good spot in the show uh and hopefully eventually he he pulls together some wins here um Kind of, oh, I actually do like this comment from Michael Yuffa before we move on. Maybe the diamond gimmick is the new gimmick for Velveteen Dream because we haven't seen him in a while. And as far as we know, he's he's healthy. He's there, you know, and we're not really sure what's happening with that. Obviously, we were talking with Tessa Blanchard. Yet, uh, 
Velveteen Dream, one of those people that, you know, has some allegations, has some negativity surrounding them. Again, whether it's true or not, that's not my you know job to say. But, you know, he's someone that has been missing for a while now. So that could be something, you know, somebody said for that. Maybe maybe this is the hype him up. I kind of repackage him um, again at this point. Purely speculation. There's no evidence. No, I'd be down for it. Any of those ideas we discussed tonight, I think, would be pretty cool. A, a nice change. No, I like it. Uh, and we're so we're just talking about um, you know Cameron Grimes losing every time, and then kind of a question of credibility. And that's something that I have a problem with as it relates to the women's cham- the women's championship feud right now with uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Mercedes Martinez. Credibility may not be the right word because Mer- Mercedes Martinez very experienced, long career. Uh, great look. She's been. She has momentum in XC. They've, they're clearly like trying to get her into this, you know, number one contender spot. This real incredible threat to Gonzalez. But you know, and we've talked about it for just a couple matches recently. When you when you don't have any room to suspend the disbelief that this person's going to lose, like it's hard to really get invested in it. You know, I I have a, a real hard time believing that Mercedes Martinez is going to beat Raquel Gonzalez. Not to say that age is the reason why, but you know martinez is like a 20-year veteran and i don't necessarily see them taking the title right off of uh, gonzalez putting on martinez for a short-term thing like i just i don't see it i think that'll be a good you know a win for her this kind of nice uh, short uh, feud they're going to face off in two weeks for the title but i don't see it going anywhere beyond that and i not i don't know i just i'm having a hard time getting into it we we saw martinez face dakota kai tonight it looked like she was going to win uh she punched gonzalez at ringside and then gonzalez attacked um Martinez during the match, and I thought I thought that was kind of interesting because usually it'd be like, uh, oh, she'll she'll beat you know Gonzalez's be- uh, best friend Kai to pick up some momentum, and they t- kind of had a little twist here where Gonzalez attacked Martinez, but then I was like, who are we supposed to be rooting for? Like, there's there's neither one's really a baby face or heel, or they're both kind of heels, I guess. Um, I guess Mercedes is supposed to be that dominant baby face, but it's it's a role she's not used to because typically she's not the underdog. But in this case, it's kind of like they're making her to be the underdog. So that's a new situation for her. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I agree completely with you. She has been a veteran. I mean, we, we all know the story about retribution. She was in retribution. After two weeks, she's like, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. She so they... Him. They compromised and they did let her leave the faction and go back to NXT where she don't, didn't do anything for a while, but then she came back and now she's back into the, I guess you would call it the main event scene of NXT. Uh, and when you're going for the main championship, uh, that's you're in the main event scene in my eyes anyway. Uh, it appears that maybe Io Shirai is taking some time off after all. That was kind of the promo she gave last week. Uh, so we'll see what they do there, but... Uh, I, I think that this is just going to make Raquel look even better. I think that's the goal for this. And, I mean, at this point, I was skeptical of who maybe could be the one to, to take her down. But with uh, EO getting the rematch, uh, and then we're going to obviously see what this diamond thing ends up being, if that's a female talent. And don't forget, we have Frankie Monet and Zoe Stark and a whole bunch of others that will be looking stronger. And then, of course, you know, we have Tyler Trace in the comments saying, give us Raquel versus Slapjack. Um, maybe maybe we see Slapjack in the picture here. I mean, what? <laughs> but but in all seriousness, after Mercedes, granted, we think she's going to lose. What do you think? I mean, you have EO, you have Frankie Monet, you have Zoe Stark, you have Tony Storm. If you're the booker, who who's next? Who gets the next opportunity after Mercedes? I mean, I don't want to, like, 
contradict myself, but if I'm the booker based on what, what we've been seeing, it seems like they're really uh, building up uh, Zoe Stark here. You know, where like she's pretty quickly, you know, picking up wins. She's looking pretty legitimate uh, as this, you know, kind of new contender. And even though she hasn't really been around very long, she's already been Tony Storm and she's been featured pretty consistently. Uh, so they could kind of essentially have a back to back thing where it's like not, not necessarily a, a credible opponent, incredible threat to take the title, but it could be a good match, could be a good way just to make Gonzalez look better. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't want to say that I'm not like, I don't think this is a good program for Gonzalez. I'm saying like, you know, ideally for me, you're going to have title <laughs> title programs that you think there's a chance that someone could take the title. And I just don't really, don't really see that right now. Uh, hey, but, uh, uh, well, you know, what are your thoughts on the possibility that maybe uh, the diamond is slapjack? No. No. Okay, <laughs> Sorry, no. Sorry uh, Tyler. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> Slapjack is a diamond in the rough to kind of... Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe that's uh, and, and, I, and I like this comment from Stephen Chambers, uh, Zia Lee. Uh, we forgot about Zia Lee. She is obviously looking dominant as well. And Luke mentioned uh, Tegan Knox has been gone in a while. Uh, you know, DJ pointing out that he's uh, she's been hurt. Uh, but there are so there's a wide variety of options that they have. And that's just, you know, very interesting to see who who because obviously internally they're ranking these in a tier of who's next in line and stuff like that we don't know i mean this is an AEW; they don't release any kind of rankings or anything but it's interesting to see you know who gets the next opportunity so yeah. i think it's gonna be interesting to see uh and we're on the same page here most people are mercedes probably does win this title uh eo feels like she's entitled to a rematch I'm not sure what NXT's viewpoint is on these rematch clause, uh, but it'll be interesting, you know. Uh, and also interesting to point out, we still don't know when the next takeover is. So, right? Who and knows? You, you, you said last week it feels like June's June. a good bet at this yeah. point, and uh, not very well. Well, and it's interesting because we were thinking maybe it would be, you know, that June sixth, that first Sunday in June. And then you get the big announcement today that Floyd Mayweather is going to have a fight now on June sixth. So, so now you're like, well, there's no way NXT is doing anything on June sixth now. So, yeah. John, yeah. you want to plug? You want to plug yourself here? Like you were talking about rank- rankings, NXT not doing rankings, but you know, give us give us the scoop. Yeah. So uh, there is a new initiative starting on WrestleZone on Monday that will be ran by myself. Uh, if you, a lot of you WWE fans used to remember the Power 25, it was a weekly power rankings that WWE did. Uh, uh AEW kind of does something similar now, but they kind of break it up by division, so it's not really the same thing. Uh, WWE brought it back a short period of time a couple of years ago, but it only lasted uh, maybe a couple of weeks and then it went away permanently. Uh, there's not really any media outlets to do this kind of thing, so we're going to bring it back. Uh, we are going to be doing our own WWE power rankings. It'll be a top 20 list starting this Monday. It will consist of any wrestler on Raw or SmackDown. So this will not include NXT, AEW, Impact, anything like that. This is a strictly going to be a WWE universe type thing. So we'll get Raw and SmackDown on there. And the inaugural top 20 list will be out on Monday. And we'll have all the details. There'll be, you know, we'll have an official name for it and everything. And we're we hoping it's uh, successful, uh, you know. Like Tyler says here, remember when Ryan Satin did that tier list and all the wrestlers got mad? 
this isn't going to be that we're not we're not saying who's worth five dollars and who's worth one dollar we're just going to be listing you know the top 20 it's going to be a, a little fun thing this is just basically going to be you know me doing this on my own my my opinions of what i think is the top 20 obviously i watch runs like that every single week so we're interested to get you guys as a inter interacting with it on facebook and twitter and we'll see what it goes and you know drop your predictions in the comments who you think the top top two or three is going to be because you know it's going to be interesting and like tyler said colin you're worth five dollars you are uh, worth five dollars i appreciate it. john you're colin you're might be number five on the inaugural power 20. <laughs> John, you're you're a five dollar player as well. I appreciate that, but uh, I think rankings are great. They're a fun way to kind of see, uh, just you know, a very uh, subjective view of of wrestling. I think it's something that's been missing, in uh, in this general sphere. You know, whether it's WWE's official rankings or, uh, as you said, not many places really do it. Other than we saw, you know, Ryan Satin and Fox Sports tried it, didn't really work. We're doing this purely just for fun, uh, without you know those those uh, financial uh, you know numbers. You know, I, I think that's. You know, I, I like that he was doing numbers and like ba purely based on momentum and how how people look any given week. So I'm looking forward Ooh, to that. I think, I think you're wrong, Colin. I'm told I'm only worth fifty cents, not five dollars. Ooh, you know, I I have to. I'll, <laughs> I'll fight on that one. Like John, you, John's <laughs> John's the real MVP, guys. John John's the best, and I, I appreciate doing the show with him all the time. John John's the, like the heart and soul of us is over here, and I, I appreciate him. So um, it all started the, like, with an email. I'll tell you that it all started with an email. <laughs> that it did. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be dropping on Monday. Uh, but you know, as for NXT, back to tonight. Um, like I, like I said, kind of it's just a theme of impatience for me tonight. Where we saw this little little thing with uh, Frankie Monet backstage, and I wanted to see more. Like she was uh, interacting with Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, the women's tag team champions. And basically, she, uh, you know, Shotzi and Ember got flowers, and, and Frankie showed up. And she was kind of teasing them, and she, she looks great. She's wearing these like fancy sunglasses. She, she was dressed like a million bucks, like this, like kind of like movie star kind of thing. Um, but like that was it. This was like a, a two minute thing. A very like I don't even know if slow burns the right word, but like I don't know what what she's doing. We saw her confront uh, Io Shirai last week, and I was as you said, it pretty much looks like Io's going to be taking time off. So it's like it's kind of like you know, Frank Manet's left it all the dance partner right now, where it's like I'm not really sure what she's going to be doing. Of course, we know that uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart will be defending the titles next week against uh, Ember, Mo sorry, against Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae of the Way in a street fight. I think that'll be a great match. But as for Frankie Manet. I only know like where she's going, and I hope that um, she she finds a a, a role and a, a good story pretty quickly here, because uh, otherwise I, I don't necessarily know. Uh, you know, obviously she, her her run in NXT has just begun, so they have time. But for me, you know, I'll, I'll admit it, I'm I'm impatient. I want to see like you know what 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 the plan is. You know, I, I she's <laughs> obviously very talented. She's a a big name, and I'm very hopeful that they'll. You know, do good things over there, and I just kind of see want to see what that's going to be. Uh, what What do you think about, I guess, Frankie Monet here, John, and also this uh, build up for the women's tag title match? We saw, you know, the two teams kind of brawl. Uh, Moon and, and Blackheart got attacked by uh, Hartwell and Candice LeRae to kind of give them the upper hand there. Uh, but uh, this feels like a match that, at very least, there's a chance the titles could change hands, unlike some of the other ones we, we were talking about. Yes, and I saw two people comment uh, asking if we knew the name of the dog. As far as we understand, the dog's name is Frankie. So Frankie Monet's dog is named Frankie. Uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, I would also like to see something going on here. Uh, I think we've only... Have we seen her in action yet? I don't think we have, right? No. Just 
promos and segments and stuff. So that'll be interesting when, you know, who's going to be that first opponent and when will that be? Uh, so if I had to guess, I'd say it'll be soon. Uh, so. But you have to think that all of these women in NXT are kind of like, there's not really any jobbers in NXT, if you think about it. And the women's division. I mean, I guess some people were claiming that Aaliyah and her partner are kind of like a jobber in the tag division. But as far as the in like individual superstars go, anybody could win on any given night. This isn't something that you're going to go out there and see, you know, oh, Humberto Carrillo is out in the ring, so he's not going to win. <laughs> Uh, anytime, John Baring, Humberto Carrillo over here. <laughs> <laughs> anytime you see anybody in the ring that's a female superstar, you don't know who's going to win. So right. I'm interested to see how they elevate her and how quickly they push her. We saw with Kerry and Cross, he was elevated to the main event pretty much instantly. And then we've seen with Kushida where it took him five, six months. It takes and, time, Luke, right? and Luke is correcting me. The dog's name, Prince Presley, is the real name is Prince Presley. But... It's going by Frankie, and I was beaten to the punch by somebody. But yeah, go ahead. What there do you think? Uh, how how fast would you push her? Do you go fast like uh, a carrying cross type thing, or do you go slow like Kushida? I'll go somewhere in the middle. I think carrying cross is a very like you know specific case of an absolute like beast, the guy that's got a great uh, such a great look, great presence, uh, and you can't do that for many people, but definitely. Uh, that's the kind of guy you can do that for. And then there, there are probably plenty of, uh, you know, women's wrestlers that, that we could bring as well. And Taya could, or Frankie could be one of those, you know, that she is, <laughs> she does have a lot of name value. She's got, she has a great look. She's got a lot of, a lot of legit, legitimacy. Um, at the same time, it would be, it'd be weird to go from these like slow subbing segments, you know, to right into like this, this very fast build for her. Um, so maybe some in the middle, you know, it's, it's April now. So maybe she'll be, she could be challenging for the title. I don't know, October, you know, right around then for the takeover, then that, that maybe even that's a little too slow for me. I think, I think she could just really be, uh, fast tracked, but not necessarily the, the carrying cross route of like utter dominance within just a couple months. Um, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful that we'll get to see some, you know, solid direction for her sooner than later. Something we are seeing a solid direction for is the way we're getting to see more of this, uh, you know, oddball romance with Dexter Lumis and India Hartwell, and they took they took uh, kind of an interesting wrinkle tonight, where basically it was it seemed like the way or I should say Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, and Candice LeRae, uh, you know, set Dexter Lumis up in a way where they they sent those uh, we were just talking about the the, the segment with Frank and Monet. It seems like Gargano and LeRae sent flowers to Moon and, and Hartwell or to Moon and Blackheart to kind of tease and said it was from Dexter Lumis to kind of tease that. You know, Dexter was hitting on someone else. Therefore, uh, Indy Hartwell will get upset. I thought that was kind of clever. And then during Bronson Reed's match with Austin Reed, uh, Loomis came down and you know, got, got involved and helped, uh, inadvertently helped Bronson Reed win that match. So kind of uh, a lot of stuff going on in this one. We've got the romance. We've got the way. You've got... Uh, Don't forget some... the trademark request we saw they put in this week, too. Uh, that kind of teases the, the, the duo here of the, the term index... Yes, uh, yeah. I think that's what it was an IN and then a dash and then DEX. That's like interesting that. because obviously Indy, Dexter Loomis, it appears there's some kind of a long term plan here. Uh, but do you think this leads to Indy kind of breaking away from the way because she realizes that 
they're playing her and they're just trying to get her away from Dexter uh, because the whole thing here is Dexter doesn't talk. So Dexter can't tell her, can't tell her that this is all, uh, he's not doing this. So he just follows her around now and looks at her and like kind of tries to like pucker up like he's going to kiss her, but then somebody always breaks it up. So <laughs> how long do you draw this out for? Uh, you know, cause obviously some people think it's entertaining, some people think that it's just stupid. Where do you stand on it? I'm liking it. I think it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and it's, it is kind of funny where Dex Loomis is this guy that, at least uh, as a character, doesn't talk. It's all based on his presence. So tonight he comes out, he comes down to the ring. And now we got this, this setup where, you know, Indy Hartwell thought that he was basically hitting on Ember, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. So she kind of like walked away from him and then he just like stalked after her. I thought, I thought that was pretty funny. He's like Ron um, Simmons. He can't talk. Yeah, you know, um, I thought that was pretty fun, and I, I like this. It seems like it's it's a little it's different, right? And more often than not, I, I I'm willing to give anything that's different a shot. Makiofa, I agree with you. He's saying that the way and Loomis are the best part of NXT, and I just I agree. I mean, pretty much week in week out, I'm enjoying it a lot because uh, it's this you know constantly kind of evolving, progressing story, and I like it. You know, and I don't, you know, don't want to bury Raw or anything, but you know, literally the next if you have the show the day after Raw. It's easy to see. It's like they've got this story that's that's very you know, dynamic, and it's you know it's a, a, it's a it's a living story. It, it feels like it's really moving every week. You know, overall, we're seeing a lot of like stuff that's replay, and where this is, it's constantly changing. And I like that. So I, I like this tonight. Um, and it's I like how the way is like this kind of branching story where you've got you know Hartwell, Loomis, and now you know, Bronson Reed was there, and they helped him win, uh, or even indirectly again. But I like it. And then to kind of uh, we're talking about Bronson Reed. He's in the face Johnny Gargano again. Picked up another win. So and even we talked about a couple weeks ago. Still don't really see him on that level of you know the, the championship quite yet. But you know if, if tonight if history repeats itself and the way he gets involved and kind of cost him uh, cost uh, Gargano that match, pretty easy to see Reed picking up a a messy win like that. You know and kind of seeing was like clearly they have good pl- they have plans for him. They think highly of Bronson Reed. Um, but I don't know, but you, you to answer your question, to, to how long they could draw it out. This still feels like there's 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 legs to it. It feels like you know it's been a slow burn so far. Well, you and I talk, have talked about it. It does feel like, uh, especially tonight, like Hartwell was like storming past the way they were like you know, teasing that different that definite like difference of opinion and separation. Um, and you know they, they don't have to follow like the the pattern. It could they could very well turn it so that in the end she still. You know, aligns with Lovray and doesn't go with Loomis, but I don't know. I I think they're you know, there's still a good amount of meat on the bone here, and I'm hopeful that we they don't rush it. You know, you know, I think you and I talked about it last week where it felt like they're really going a little too fast with it, but it feels like they don't they don't have to like do anything imminently. But do you disagree? No, I don't disagree. I'm okay with it kind of being drawn out. I just am wondering like. Like I mentioned to you before, it appears Indy's kind of separate from the way, but it's more of like there's that possibility that the way could also just turn on her also, you know, because they might just get fed up with her and her efforts to try to get with him, which to me makes more sense because it keeps the way as that heel stable and Indy is like turning face because they attacked Indy and now she's gone and that's a whole other thing because we still got a women's tag team match for the titles next week. Uh, I assume Dexter will be involved in some capacity, but it's going to be a straight fight. So it'll be an interesting title match. Yeah. 
for sure. You know, I'm mean, we'll look forward to that. Like I said, it does feel like um, the titles could change hands if Loomis gets involved and potentially kind of helps them win the titles, or if there's like an inadvertent distraction kind of thing. Uh, it's definitely there's a little more unpredictability there. Uh, especially given that we saw the tag titles change hands uh, within like the same the same night that they were kind of unveiled and, and given to uh, Kai and Gonzalez, uh, definitely possible. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing that next week. We're also going to see a uh, false go anywhere match between Leon Ruff and Isaiah Swerve Scott. We got to see a promo from Scott tonight, uh, kind of showing his real serious side. And I like this. I think NXT does these kind of character promo packages or what you know videos very well and i thought this is a nice way to kind of give swerve scott more character he's got a lot of potential so i was happy to see him getting you know some individual focus here uh if he wins next week i think that'll be good for him you know, like back at takeover he was uh i think the final the finalist in that match with bronson reed so you know he, he's been looking good lately and i'm hopeful for hopeful for him um I think that'll be a great match as well. And I guess the, the one big thing we haven't talked about really yet is Adam Cole have, had an interview tonight and he was reflecting on his loss at TakeOver. Uh, and I don't know, like this was a very like unclear promo where like he was saying that, you know, he teased going after Karrion Cross. Uh, he said Kyle O'Reilly got lucky. Uh, you know, more kind of your typical Adam Pro, Adam Cole stuff. Good promo. I, I liked it, but I was kind of like I said, the Star Show. I was like, where are we going with this? This is the first time we've seen seen Adam Cole in a couple of weeks, and I don't know where he's going. And like and like I said a, a couple minutes ago, uh, Finn Balor's in return next week, so I'd assume we're going to see Karrion Cross again, and we figure uh, Kyle O'Reilly as well. After the the Adam Cole promo, at the end of it, it was clear that they showed Kyle O'Reilly watching, and he kind of like made a face. So then I was like, are we going to see? A rematch like that'd be weird <laughs> like they these guys like went to absolute war and it felt like a very kind of decisive win for kyle o'reilly and i don't know how you kind of you know draw that out like they, they told this great story that they, they built it up for quite a while uh, and it felt like it was and that's what uh, jacob Bocher, I'm sorry for my mispronounce is, is asking it feels like they're kind of teasing it that's this rivalry is going to continue and i don't know if that's the right call. Like, you know, have them go their separate ways, what and whatever it may be. Uh, if if Adam Cole seems like he might be sticking around NXT, uh, we've particularly John, you and I have talked about guys like Johnny Gargano or whoever it may be. Um, you know, they, they always find something new new for them, but obviously you could find things to do with Adam Cole. I just don't know if this rivalry with Cal Riley needs to continue. That's that's what I'll say. Yeah, I don't think it needs to continue either. Uh, I thought. You know, Adam Cole's interview was pretty good. He was kind of being, you know, an ass, should I say. Uh, he was on, intentionally, obviously, to the interviewer and just saying, you know, like, basically, who cares if, if I lost? I'm still the best. And, you know, he keeps going back to his 400-day title reign and basically saying, you know, look what I've done in the past. And when I feel like coming back to NXT and getting my rematch or whatever, I'm going to make my name known again. And then... You know, as the interviewer asks him, well, what, what's next for you? And he pretty much says, well, none of your damn business. So we don't know what's next for him. But then it was confusing to me when they panned to Kyle O'Reilly watching on the TV because obviously Cole did address O'Reilly and they're saying, you know, he's still not ready for the main event. And I think that was just more of a like a, a segue for O'Reilly to have more fuel on the fire and really want to prove that he is ready for the main event and ready for a title match. Uh, and I think that's what we're going to get. I don't think he's going to win, but he's going to get that opportunity. They've done such a good job of making him from a tag player into an, a single star. 
I'm very impressed with what they did. And then let's not forget that we're also getting Finn Balor back next week. Also, I'm sure he'll have something to say. I think it'd be really cool to see a fatal four-way between O'Reilly, Cole, Balor, and Cross, which is what many people thought we might have gotten WrestleMania if they were going to do an NXT match at WrestleMania. So maybe now that's the plan now. We're going to get that fatal four-way match. I'd be okay with that. What do you think? I mean, you, you say a fatal four-way. I think that'd be great. Then you also factor in Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, he had a brief promo tonight where he was saying like he's the baddest guy in NXT. Uh, and he can, again, he's making it clear that he he still very much is in the the title picture. Um, so maybe a five way, or, or, or at the very least, you've got this title program or this title picture where it's you know the champion and, and four guys that have kind of legitimate you know claims to the title or, or very much credible title contenders. I think that's very like that's great. Like when you have a, a title scene, you want. Uh, sometimes it's good to have too many people in the, in the picture like that, where it's like, you know, you could go any number of different directions. And kind of similarly, Stephen Chambers saying you could have Cole O'Reilly Finn in a ladder match uh, where the winner gets gets the title title shot. I think that'd be a great match. You know, obviously people, uh, it feels like every, almost every week we get comments for ladder matches and like people love ladder matches because they're always just a lot of fun. NXT does them very well. So I think that'd be very fun, even if it's on a, you know, just a week, one of the weekly TV shows leading up to take over. I think that'd be great. You know, give it time, have those, have all the all those guys go out there and you know, steal the show as they do. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, whether it's you know, any one of them could win, uh, and would any of them, any one of them would be a good match for Karrion Cross. Uh, I still feel like you know we were talking about Ricardo Gonzalez. He just won the title. I see him having the title for a while, uh, at least for the short term future. So. Uh, we, and after John, I think you and I talked about it before. It, it doesn't feel like Kyle O'Reilly can afford another loss like that. Uh, but then he's, he's got to do something. So I don't know. I think there, there's there's this great, you know, exciting title picture for NXT. I like it a lot. I'm curious to see how it shakes out, especially again next week. We're going to see Finn Balor's going to be back. You assume we're going to hear from uh, Kyle O'Reilly. You assume we're going to see Karrion Cross and kind of see, at least in the short term, how this is all going to shake out. So I'm looking forward to it. So. I'm going to wait and see what happens, but obviously we'll have, we'll have you cover, covered with the show again next week, and it'll be a, a fun show of the women's tag title match and the uh, Swerve Scott and Leanne Ruff match. Uh, beyond that, uh, here at Wrestling, we do so many things, trying to trying to keep guys entertained and help you to enjoy wrestling as we do. Whether it's John, John and I do the post show for Raw on Mondays, we do this show on Tuesdays, the, the Dynamite Dudes of Attitude cover AEW, and they do the, the WCW rewritten series, so make sure to check that out. Robert D. Felice and I do the SmackDown Double Down on Fridays. We've got constantly a great stream of interviews coming at you guys. Bill Pritchard interviewed Paul White recently. That's a, a big get for us. The big show. Gotta check that out. Constantly uh, great stuff coming at you guys. So make sure what whatever audio platform you want to use whether it's soundcloud spotify youtube apple Podcasts, whatever it may be odds are we've got you covered so leave a like subscribe we definitely appreciate it uh johnny other than your your ranking rankings premiering anything you want to you know plug no 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 just, uh, just stay tuned next monday for those power rankings uh, i'm interested to see you if you what you guys think obviously we're going to be looking to spark a debate and conversation both on facebook twitter everywhere uh, you know, what do you, what do you think? What do you, what do you, who would you move around? Who would you make high or lower? That kind of stuff. And then definitely on the news desk, uh, this Sunday, uh, I'll be on there again, like usual. And then like we have here, new interviews coming soon. Well, look, look at this. We got Cinta de Oro, formerly known as Sin Cara, the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis, Thunder Rosa, and Jeff Jarrett, a WWE Hall of Famer. Great stuff coming out, you guys. You got to check it out. Leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate it. Before I forget, John, we got to rate the show. I forgot. I forgot to yeah. rate NXT tonight. 
Um, I'll go for an eight. I'll go for like, an eight. Actually, all right, uh, no, 7.5. 7.5. <laughs> a, 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 uh, a solid 7.5. I'm going to go with a six and three quarters tonight. 6.75. That's pretty good rating. It's not as high as I might have given NXT in the past couple months. But hey, we're we're trying to build back up to that 7.5, that clutch vintage 7.5. I'm not there yet. Hopefully we can get there in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I mean... Well, I'm I'm hopeful. With, like I said, this title picture with there's there's a lot of good stuff to be excited about. Whether it's the way that this this NXT title picture, the women's title picture, uh, the tag titles looking good right now. Lots of great stuff, and we're getting some good comments. John uh, Nando, right around where you are, you ranked it. He's given a six point eight. Michael Yuffa with a seven point five. DJ Casse with a ten, a perfect ten. Uh, that's a score you'll probably never see me give because like the odds of getting a perfect show are pretty low <laughs> even if it's my favorite like you know if it's raw or smackdown or whatever it may be it takes a lot to get a perfect 10 but for dj cassia he's given the 10 so you know pretty good episode tonight i'm looking forward to it and uh seeing what happens next obviously you know i see loading up the card for next week it'll be a fun show i'm looking forward to that and we'll see what happens but john no matter what we'll be here covering it and doing one thing above all others and that is what john I need you to tell me enjoy wrestling indeed thanks for listening everybody <laughs>